Hello, I'm Paula Ronan. I've been in marketing for about 26 years and I want to share with you the truth about marketing. It's not always pleasant, not always easy, but I hope it is always worthwhile. For the first The Truth About Marketing podcast episodes, I get to talk to Blaise Brosnan, business coach, trainer and author. Blaze shares his incisive knowledge with us on the dangers of not being focused in targeting customers and doing the same marketing as other businesses. We need to work out what is best for our businesses. As with every chat with Blaze, there are pearls of wisdom strewn throughout. Look out for them. It's my pleasure and privilege to have with me today Blaze Brosnan, business advisor and author of three great books, Jack. I dare you, and you are the limiting factor. Blaze has made a real difference in the businesses and in the lives of hundreds of business owner managers, probably more than that, Blaze, I'd say. He's actually famous in Wexford, a man of legend, Uh, especially for doing his owner manager program, which I did myself (laughs) following... um, a lot of recommendations from a lot of different clients. I was actually left with no choice but to do it and see what it was like for myself. And I'm delighted that I did. I think some of what Blaze does, and it has been mentioned to me uh, in the past, Blaze, is that he does, he's not afraid to give unsavory advice, but people still like him afterwards. <laughs> and that says a lot, Blaze. <laughs> uh, what, what would you say in all the businesses that you've worked with, you would have a good idea of what what works really well in marketing, but what is the hard work that needs to go behind it? I suppose it varies uh, from business to business, obviously, right? It depends on what the, um, you know, you take any business, they have to have a target audience. The target audience are the people who are potentially their clients or their customers going down the road, right? So there's lots of business out there, small business and relatively medium-sized business as well. The number of customers they actually need is quite a small number. If they're a big ticket item, right? I know plenty of business and they, they need less than 100 customers. I know other businesses that need thousands of customers because they're a small ticket item type of business. So it's very much depends on what they're targeting, and for once they have a better idea about who their ideal, a sweet spot customer might be, then they have to decide what's the best way of communicating and influencing those people. And that will be very different for every business. You know, this thing of uh, one strategy, or one methodology to suit everyone uh, doesn't work, really. So that would be kind of my main point. And I suppose, uh, Blaze, that's the thing that I come across uh, a lot myself. And that is one of the things that people don't want to hear. Uh, they don't want to hear, uh, and it's a generalism, right? It goes for me too, and it goes for people in the marketing business. Uh, but people just don't want to hear that um, not everybody can be their customer. Not everybody is their customer. Oftentimes, if I'm um, speaking to a new business and I ask who your customer is, I will be answered with everybody um, because potentially everybody can be a customer but it's something that uh, is very true as you say it can't be everybody and actually you don't need it to be everybody Mm. and it's it's okay if some people don't like 
your business and are not attracted to it. Absolutely, yeah, because if you take uh, the business cycle of any business, when a business stopped the off on day one, uh, in the earlier, maybe two years of its existence, uh, it's not really in business generally. They're testing the market. They're trying lots of different things. But after a couple of years and seeing what works and doesn't work, then they have to start to target a particular type of customer who's ideal for them going forward. Like every, business has, every business has scarce resources, right? So there's two kind of uh, strategies that a business can adopt. It can either spread the scarce resources over lots of ground, or they can concentrate the resources on uh, what I would classify as the sweet spot type of customer. And the business, the idea with definitely, that tend to be more successful are those who focus in and know better the idea type of customer, and that's where their resources are allocated and they're not too fussed about anybody else. One thing, um, Blaise, that occurs to me, uh, and it comes up a lot too, is that uh, is how businesses, startup businesses, or even, even businesses that are going uh, uh, wild but just haven't had a marketing strategy in place yet, how do they decide who their customer is? There are very few small businesses uh, in the region that spend any money at all on any research. And uh, I find myself, that's a big, scary, gaping hole in a marketing strategy when you're basing your target market segment, who you're targeting, on guesswork and gut instinct. Yeah, I think, I think a lot of companies, uh, any company that's in existence for a while has a lot of data. They don't have a lot of, they don't have a lot of information. Mm. And, uh, and by data, I mean is they have a record of who they're dealing with. They have a record of the various products or services uh, that they're selling. And they have all that data, but they don't kind of analyze the data and see what is working. You know, this concept of the 80-20 rule, right? You need to try and, and tease out where's the 20% of the total customer base that's going to give you 80% of your success. Where's the 20% of your product offerings to the market that's going to contribute the 80% to the, the revenue of the thing, right? And it's bring that 80-20 concept uh, into practical usage within the business uh, and coming down the layers of it, right? So if you look at your customer base initially and look at the 80-20, try and get the 20, identify the 20, and see that's where your resources need to be allocated, majority. Now, when you when that 20 is kind of exhausted, you can't look at the other 80 and apply the 80-20 again to that. So you're taking 20% of the 80 then, because they're your next uh, cohort of potential customers. Now, if a company wants to expand and scale itself fairly quickly, the ideal, they will have information that they don't use. If they look at the customer type that's working well for them, then that gives them the profile of the type of customer that they should be going after. Not everybody, small companies, medium-sized companies, just don't have the resources to go the scattergun approach. In my view, they have to be more like the, the guerrilla fighter 
There were only uh, one bullet in the magazine, so they need to get nearer to that target in order to get the shot in, you know? And the easiest thing in the world is to spend money. The easiest thing in the world is to allocate resources in a kind of a fragmented way. And a lot of businesses, that's what they do. They feel, ah, oh, we're spending money, so we must be doing something well. Like every business out there should be the primary objective, really, a primary tactic should be to build the brand. And by building the brand, I mean is brand, the brand recognition, the story behind the brand, uh, not letting that story to chance. They have to take control of the story that's told, that they're telling, and in turn, the story that's being told on their behalf. And really, that's what building a brand, building a value into a business is about. And any resources that are allocated in the broad sense of marketing have to be done, I believe, against that kind of background. Blaze, that, that can be uh, difficult for a lot of business owners to come to grips to beca with because um, they feel that they're under pressure and they feel that marketing, any marketing money that they're going to spend needs to be measure, measurable and that they have this pressure that they need to show a return on the investment quickly. And a lot of brand work, even though I know and you know, it's really crucial for the long-term success of the business, it's not measurable. It's not measurable unless yeah. you actually talk to the market and find out how, if they're aware of your brand and what they think about it, even like what words they might associate it with, you know, how they how they perceive it, whether it's quality or whatever. Um, do, do you find that as well, Blaze, that people are a little bit more apprehensive about doing brand work than they are about doing more tactical marketing that's going to deliver sales quickly? Yeah, and I think there are two different time frames, right? One is very much operational day to day, and the business has to live today in order to be there for the long term. So I understand that. And the spend on marketing for that, the tactic has to be different than the longer term, more strategic building the brand situation. I was just on to somebody there uh, only half an hour ago up in, uh, in uh, uh, Westmead. And they um, did a big effort uh, because they thought it was the right thing to do over the last three or four months on social media uh, in order to generate inquiries. Now, they generated hundreds and hundreds of inquiries, but they were the wrong inquiries. You know, they actually had to go through hundreds and hundreds of responses with very little, less than 1% of uh, the type of customer that they wanted. And I was asking, what did they learn from that situation? And he said, the platform and the message we were getting out there was wrong. So they have changed their tactic now and they've gone back into Google words where somebody actually has to put in the name of the query. And they found rather than responding to an ad that was out there on social media, if somebody has to put in their product, a similar product into a search engine, that that's the first kind of screening in relation to possible potential customers. And their hit rate, uh, by the type of uh, response they're getting from that is about five to one, he reckons. The other is about three or 400 to one. So 
they, they've tried three or four different tactics now over the last six months. And the what they're doing now seems to start to work for them. Now, I think every company has to try different things to see actually what works for them. And eventually, by eliminating various things, nobody has all the answers. You as a consultant and a market expert can go into a customer and say, for definite, this is going to work. Because every situation is a bit different. So you have to be able to encourage them uh, and handhold them, I suppose, to try a few obvious things, monitor the response, and then what, when they identify what's working, then we allocate the resources into that tactic, rather than the scattergun approach. I think there's too much of the scattergun approach uh, effort out there, because the scattergun approach really indicates to me nobody has thought it through. We'll try it, we'll try it and show something might hit, and then they're yeah. disappointed. Yeah, and uh, a lot a lot of marketing that, that I've seen as well is very reactive. So when an opportunity yeah. comes up, um, people go for it because it looks like a bargain without actually thinking, yeah. you know, what the long-term or short-term result is going to be. I think, I think your comments there and, and that uh, case study about the uh, social media marketing versus uh, pay-per-click advertising is yeah, really yeah. interesting. And, uh, you know, you kind of, feel for companies that invest a humongous amount of their own resources in social media and building up social media followers etc cetera, etc cetera, and uh, alone without thinking about the broader campaign or as you say without analyzing exactly what's happening and who it is that it, that they're reaching and coming back I, I really feel for those guys because you know in fact, it is an investment in the research to what is going to work. But in a lot yeah. of cases, they're measuring the wrong things uh, and the wrong audience, you know. The thing I'd say, Paula, is that uh, of all the budgets, you know, the energy budget, the labor budget, everything, most uh, owner managers uh, and that they have a fair handle on most budgets. But they've no handle whatsoever in relation to that marketing budget. It doesn't even appear on a profit and loss account. You don't uh, need to tell me that, it, place. <laughs> you don't need to tell me that. <laughs> but, it, but, it, but, but that's reality. And the budget that's going to have the biggest impact on both our top line and our bottom line, they don't have a budget for it. It's all reactive. Uh, it's responding to other people's agendas often. Uh, if you ask any owner manager or a business person, what percentage of your uh, sales do you allocate to budget? Uh, do you have a budget? The majority of them actually don't. But, I they're, all spend but they're all spending money, but it's all bitty. There's, they're in the plan, uh, a planned approach often in relation. No, to I, I often think um, that it's kind of magical thinking that uh, the marketing is just going to happen. It'll just happen. You know, th things will work out uh, where I know you've probably said it before, many other people have that uh, people hope things will happen. Hope is not a strategy, you know, that that oh. that uh, we can work with. But yeah, so I uh, that is another, another thing that uh, that isn't really a popular thing to be saying that um, when people are starting up a business or, you know, reviewing the business every year, Marketing needs to be a line in the budget, a section in the budget, I would does, say, yeah. Yeah. Um, to think about, yeah. even if it's only your own the, time. 
that that should be part of the budget. You know, yeah. that should be part of the marketing budget. You know, and uh, the um, like. I think that uh, like that company I was talking about up in uh, in Westmead, you know, that's what works for them. Now, social media, the way they were doing it, that didn't work for them, might work very well for somebody else. It's just that the product that they have, that the 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 response that we're getting back was not uh, matched in with what the target customer is really, right? So the wrong message was getting out there I was being perceived to be got out there. And it's a pure waste of a, a resource, you know. And uh, but that doesn't mean that that approach wouldn't work for somebody else. And this is the the main message I'm trying to get across: that you know, it's not the same stroke for every folk out there, you know. Yeah, and it's not the um, it's not just the one solution either. It's a, I think no. to my, myself that marketing is a bit messy. It's messy. You know, you have to mix it up a little bit. There is some research yeah. out there that says a uh, customer needs to be exposed to a marketing message five times in five different ways before they Now, I don't know how, how reliable that research is, but that that's talking about it being on social media or and being on radio and being in a magazine and having their neighbor mention the brand name to them as well. Uh, and maybe seeing it on a billboard or something. It's important to to uh, be in the target customer's world and be relevant to them and have a message that's going to engage with them and show them that you're going to solve their problem for them, whatever that is. Um, so yeah, it's not yeah. simple. It's not simple, it's complicated. It's complicated, yeah. But again, um... I suppose everything starts and comes back to a common baseline, which is clarity upon what's the clear message they want to get across. Yes. And if I you know if they if they've worked out, then you look at the various channels and uh, methodologies to get that out there. But if you're <laughs> if a business is not clear about what message they want to get out, then uh, there's a lot of money wasted. Yeah, I remember. I remember that part. This at the beginning of your uh, owner manager program, Blaze, isn't it? The clar yeah. clarity of purpose. I think purpose. I have written down on quite a few pages in my yes. notes. <laughs> clarity of purpose. Yeah, and in yes. in marketing, we we talk about the positioning. What's the positioning of the of the company and the brand? It the hundred percent that has to be in everything that you do. You're de you're dead right, um, yeah. and. Uh, uh, changing according to what's trendy uh, or what you think people want to hear is isn't uh, isn't a good solution at all. Another question that I had here, Blaze, uh, what do the as the the biggest mistake that you, that's made generally by businesses? Now we already talked about going after too many types of consumer, but is there anything else that you you've seen that occurs to you? Uh, I think taking good customers for granted is a big issue. Uh, I think uh, a lot of companies over-service bad customers and under-service good customers. Oh, that's and a great the reason one. For that, yeah. Uh, and I think the, the reason for that is bad customers tend to shout loudest, shout most often, and ensure that you never make money out of them. Uh, whereas good customers... Uh, you know, that we tend to create wealth from good customers. 
uh, and they don't necessarily shout, uh, but they walk as well and don't come back, you know. And uh, if I was to give a small bit of advice to anybody in relation to business, assume that your good customers are about to walk. And if you do that, you look after them because they're the people you make money out of. That's a great piece of advice, Blaze. I really, I really love that one and uh, something that we can all use. Um, you, you've been very generous. Okay. With, you're very generous with your time and with your advice. Uh, there's loads of uh, golden nuggets in there for everybody to use. Okay. Uh, thanks a million yeah. for that. And thank you for uh, taking part in this with me. Um, we look forward to having you on some other day <laughs> when, when I have hundreds of these podcasts done. Uh, yeah. But for now, for now, thanks, Blaze, and take care. Okay, thanks, Paula. Best of luck with the podcast. Big thanks to Blaze Brosnan for talking to me today and sharing really important advice. Focus on your target customer, use the data that you already have in your business, and figure out what marketing works for you. Also, look after your good customers. Thank you for listening and I hope to welcome you again next time on The Truth About Marketing.